Welcome to Wake Up Calls. This is Todd Goodwin. My wife Gina and I are board certified hypnotists with years of experience empowering people to enjoy healthier and more fulfilling lives. There's a myth that hypnotists put people to sleep, but the truth is that we wake them up. So many people sleepwalk through life with no clue what causes their emotions and behaviors. They feel like helpless victims of their anxieties, bad habits, and traumas. Fortunately, we've helped thousands of clients to unlearn those issues, often quickly and easily. What if you could know yourself, accept yourself, and value yourself more than ever before? How would that improve every part of your life? It's possible, and it starts now with self-awareness. Our mission is to help you to wake up so you can think better, feel better, and do better. Podcast topics range from health and wellness to relationships to human behavior and psychology. Our conversations are always informative, often controversial, and sometimes entertaining. Get ready. It's time to wake up. Hi, Todd. Hi, Gina. Rise and shine. Yeah, that's right. Ready for a wake-up call? Ready. So today we're talking about willpower and all of the <laughs> surrounding <laughs> the misbeliefs of willpower, such as... I need more willpower. It's too hard to change. I can't quit smoking. Quit, for example, quitting smoking is is too hard. I just lack willpower. Or yeah, I, I can't, can't quit smoking because I lack willpower. <laughs> Bullshit. And um, uh, can't lose weight because I don't have the willpower to eat healthy or and work say out. no to bread. Yeah. Oh, we've upgraded. Yeah, the horse shit. <sighs> uh, so as you mentioned in your book, Todd, Break the Chains of Smoking, which is, which is available on BreakTheChainsOfSmoking.com. That's right. Page 11, you mentioned willpower. And here's the bullshit line. It's hard to quit smoking. I lack the willpower needed to quit. Willpower can be effective. Refusing to see the dessert menu or saying no to the... A server when they ask you if you'd like bread at a restaurant. Sure. But it's only short term, you know. Interestingly, research has found that the more you rely on willpower, the more you deplete it, you know, over a few hours or a few days, of course. It also is weakened. Willpower is weakened with stress, fatigue, hunger, and low blood sugar. Right. Therefore, most people do lack the willpower to change their habits. So, Relying on willpower to do it is hard at best and pointless at worst. Yeah, I think that I think that's a really important paragraph in the book because whether we're talking about smoking, drinking, um, eating habits, uh, controlling your temper, whatever it might be, a lot of times people, most of the time, people rely on willpower because it's something we're all familiar with and yet most people don't understand it. And we all have willpower, but... You know, like you mentioned, quoting the paragraph in my book, over the short term, you know, hours, days, the more you use willpower, the more you deplete it. So it's kind of like um, when you're emotionally or physically stressed, tired, low blood sugar, 
emotional stress, um, even I believe it was a 12-step program that talked about HALT, the acronym, Hungry, Angry, Lonely, and Tired. A little more helpful than that is hunger is physical stress. It's usually also low blood sugar, but not always. Anger and loneliness are both stressful emotionally, and tired is fatigue, and that's physical stress. So if someone is run down or depleted emotionally or physically, then they're not going to have enough willpower. And so the reality is this is not because someone's weak. Pretty much everyone is like this. We are all designed for willpower only to work for something immediate, but to use it repeatedly over time. In the long term. Yeah, in the long term. Well, okay, so willpower is kind of like a muscle in the sense that the more you use it over hours or days, the weaker it gets. If you were to work out for four hours in a day and then the next day, four hours more, you pretty much, you're, you're tearing down your muscle tissue and you're not going to be as strong as you were when you, when you first started. But willpower over time, if you use it regularly, just like lifting weights, over time you become stronger. So willpower can be strengthened, but we need to exercise that willpower consistently over time and it does get stronger but it's still usually not strong enough to change habits. Even emotional bad habits, such as anger issues, tempers, that can need to use a lot of willpower seemingly as well to bite your tongue or not to snap at someone. And of course, anger is due to stress, overwhelm, could even be low blood sugar or some other physical sure. thing causing it. But usually it's um, some emotional crap there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and... Just like you said, the more you feel you need to use willpower during the day, such as biting your tongue, let's say you hate your job and you hate your boss and um, you're just constantly biting your tongue, one day you're going to flip out. Exactly. <laughs> you know, because you're fighting it hours a day, several days a week. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it is... It's just a matter of time. It's Yeah, and it's really using anger as the example. Uh, mm -hmm. It's kind of similar to the absolutely, in my opinion, absurd notion. It's been around for a long time. And if you want to control your anger before you blow your top, before you say what's on your mind, count from one to 10 or take deep breaths, that shit just doesn't work. Because mm -hmm. the truth is, by the time, most people I know, by the time they get to seven or eight, they're just going to lose it. Mm -hmm. So It builds. Yeah. And, and sadly, most health and wellness professionals are counting on their clients or patients to use willpower to change their behavior. Nutritionists, personal trainers, uh, physicians of any kind, psychotherapists are usually asking their clients or patients to, you know, quit smoking or change your eating habits or exercise more or whatever it is, learn to control yourself or control your anxiety, learn to you know, cope with your panic attacks and, and uh, trauma, which is, you know, another line of total bullshit because you don't need to cope with these things if you resolve them. But what are they really arming people with? They're arming them with willpower. Use your willpower. Count from one to ten. Think about it. it that doesn't work. And, and we wonder why the vast majority of this country is overweight, smokes or drinks or has various addictions or compulsive habits because people are using willpower which fails most of the time 95 percent of diets fail meaning 
person might lose weight for a period of time, but they end up regaining it all, sometimes more. 95 plus percent of cold turkey attempts to quit smoking fail because they're relying on willpower. We all know that even with a lot of addiction treatment facilities and 12-step programs like AA and NA and all of the Overeaters Anonymous, the reality is the success rate, if you want to call it that, for 12-step programs, uh, at least the studies I've seen, it's probably around 10%. Uh, and, and probably a lot of those people are basically just creating an addiction and a dependency on the, on the group. Even if they're no longer smoking, drinking, doing drugs, they're now addicted to the group and they're afraid to not go to their meeting every week because they might relapse. So really, they're, they've improved their situation, but they're still emotionally dependent and still living in fear because they've been brainwashed to believe they'll always be an addict. And when they go to these usually very expensive inpatient uh, treatment facilities for addictions and other issues, the success rate there is usually in the low teens, maybe <laughs> 15%. And that's after someone or their insurance company spends thirty to $50,000 a month. So why don't you explain why willpower doesn't work in the sense of where in the mind it is and, and why that differs from the kind of work that we do and, and why it differs in terms of effectiveness significantly? Well, the main difference is willpower operates at a conscious level. We are constantly forcing ourselves to either avoid something or do something, right? The problem is, for example, let's just take the smokers because um, that's the biggest, probably biggest one, chief complaints we've seen with clients is, I lack willpower to quit smoking. So... Uh, a person who smokes consciously knows why they should quit and all the reasons why they should quit and, and, and all that wonderful fluffy stuff. Subconsciously is the problem. The problem does not lie in their conscious mind because con consciously they know they should quit. Right. They know it's bad for them. You learn this in grade school, <laughs> you know, and you hear it all your life and you've seen people go through things and die or get illnesses. So you know it's bad. There's evidence out there. You still do it. So the problem is not in the conscious mind because you know why you should quit. Subconsciously, you believe you need it. Need to smoke or drink or, or overeat, or, overeat or eat junk or whatnot. Um, you believe you need it. You believe it helps you. You believe it helps you feel better, feel good. Uh, so there's a conflict, almost like a conflict of interest there in the mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that internal conflict or internal debate, which is Correct. central to all compulsive habits, and then other issues that would go beyond compulsive, we might consider like an impulse or an impulsive behavior like nail-biting, hair-twirling, face-picking, those kind of things. Not as common, but they're all due to a conflict between the subconscious, which wants to engage in that undesirable behavior, what we call a bad habit, and the conscious mind that is aware of the long-term benefits of stopping it and the costs of engaging in it. So the conscious mind, which unfortunately is pretty weak, is trying to control the subconscious in the mm -hmm. same way that a child might try to control a wild horse if, the, if he's riding that horse. Mm -hmm. Now, what are the odds that a child is going to successfully steer <laughs> or control a horse? it's not going to happen. Only if it's I mean, a miniature pony. Exactly. I mean, maybe it would happen. Maybe the horse would respond, but that's where the metaphor breaks down. But realistically, you get what I'm saying, which is that if you are not strong enough to control this beast, which has a tremendous ability to 
do a lot of work and whether it's racing or pulling a, a sleigh or it's got more power yeah so the the subconscious is like a wild animal or let's just say a bunch of horses untamed untamed yeah. you can learn to steer it and guide it and and control it to some degree and by properly motivating it or inspiring it to act in a certain way and correcting its behavior it will work for you instead of against you but if you're counting on the weakest part of your mind which is your conscious mind to control it and chiefly that's done through willpower it's just not going to work and you might be wondering how those beliefs got in your subconscious mind you know the belief that you need to smoke the belief that smoking makes you feel better smoking helps you you learned it <laughs> right you learned it when you were younger maybe in high school or college for a little while it served you because you looked cool you looked older you fit in you were rebelling and so it might have made sense to smoke but then now when you're in your 30s 40s 50s you can't seem to put it down and quite frankly you look like a loser and you're actually the outsider <laughs> Yeah. And by the way, it's the same thing, unfortunately, with someone who drinks alcohol excessively or someone who people who are overweight. I'm not talking 10 or 15 pounds. I'm talking about people who are obese. And, and when we look at someone who's overweight or we look at someone who smokes or we look at someone who's got an alcohol problem, fair or unfair, it's normal to judge those people as irresponsible or and then it's been shown that people who are overweight are less likely to get a job, even with equal qualifications, when they're put up against someone who is uh, slim or in good shape. They probably seem to be more responsible or have right. their shit together. I mean, there is truth to that. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, we would like to say it's unfair to judge people, but that's human nature to judge. And the reality is if someone is 100 pounds overweight, clearly they're having trouble managing their emotions because people are not fat because, uh, oh, the food quality in this country is bad. The food quality is bad in most cases and worse in the United States than a lot of other countries because of the lack of regulations we have in the food industry. But that's not why people are fat because, you know, in an earlier wake up call, we discussed how it's not what you're eating. It's, it's what's, what's eating, eating you. you. Uh, and it's the same thing with smoking and the same thing with drinking alcohol. So if you have emotional crap at the subconscious level that's causing you to eat, smoke, drink excessively, using willpower is not going to stop that. Mm -mm. Nope. So the key to resolving those issues is to reprogram, re-educate, retrain the subconscious mind because that's the emotional, irrational part that is involved with habits, emotions, beliefs, and it's the beliefs and emotions and habits that govern these unwanted behaviors and willpower is just not going to overcome it. Right, and a lot of people feel controlled by their habits, controlled by the cigarette, controlled by the bottle of alcohol, controlled by the, the, the sugar. But really, your life is controlled by what you believe in your mind and not what happens outside of you. But you know, it's funny though, Gina. Well, not funny. It's kind of sad. Most people <laughs> don't, yeah, they don't, they don't know that. They don't, they and, don't link it. But I mean, that, that knowledge that statement it's been attributed to many people but it, it goes back thousands of years people at aristotle and plato's time they talked about these kind of things um it's any as long as there have been intelligent people who observe human behavior over time the those informed people whether they're philosophers or scientists they know that we have the ability to change our life through changing the way we perceive of the events in our life and you mentioned the coronavirus you said that people are suffering now is much or more than 
before because they're always around the fridge the or fridge. cigarettes or you know if they're not working in an office they're not working at home they can smoke a cigarette right there at their desk they can they don't have to no one's going to see them leave their desk and clock out or clock in or whatever to to smoke a cigarette right you know they can smoke like a chimney all day long if they want mm-hmm. you know and especially if someone's on the on the fence about quitting and they're kind of over cigarettes that they're just going to be so much more frustrated with themselves because the willpower is running low and they're smoking more cigarettes than before. Um, it's a shame. And, and I think while it's true that... And then if some people blame the coronavirus... Warning, warning, bullshit alert. <laughs> right. And we did another uh, wake-up call on that. It was our first one. So the other thing that I want to mention is about the current situation with people being sheltered at home and all of that. I think that even more important than the proximity to the refrigerator and the proximity to the alcohol or uh, cigarettes, whatever it might be, more important than that is what's going on in their mind. And that's where we get back to what we mentioned before about being emotionally stressed. If people are not sleeping well, their willpower is less. If people are under stress because of the situation in this country or this world, they're more likely to fail if they try to use their willpower. And even if someone has good willpower and they're very emotionally level, it's still usually not going to work over time. You know, I, I can I can not drink today or I can avoid cigarettes today. Mm-hmm. But what about tomorrow? What about the next day? How many days in a row can you say that? Yeah, I mean when I, I mentioned in another in another conversation that when I was a nutritionist briefly over twenty years ago. What I found was that with most of my clients who were weight loss clients, most of them failed to lose weight. They might have done well for a week or two, but then something stressful would come up and they'd fall off the wagon. So more important than even the environment is the mindset, the identity, the belief system that a person that we all have. So the smoker, the drinker, the the overeater, let's just pick those three labels if they got their mind straight, not through willpower, but through hypnosis and neuro-linguistic programming, which is the things we work with, and really the subconscious changes and their belief mm-hmm. about themselves and their emotional state and their identity and their relationship to these behaviors and substances, all of that changes, then that person can be in a bakery, in a bar, around other smokers, and not be tempted at all. And they're not using willpower. The people who successfully change their behaviors and their habits are not using willpower. So the, the key is when people are overwhelmed, they're more likely to go to their, uh, you know, drug of choice, if you know, in a way. Right. So wrapping it up, willpower does work. It just runs out. <laughs> right. So if you're relying on willpower for this meal or right now at this time or if a friend offers you a drink or a cigarette and you're like no willpower usually will work fine or if you're walking by the bakery at the grocery store yeah you can keep on walking (laughs) you can keep on walking i mean i remember actually when we lived in miami there was a great fudge place and we could walk right by do you remember the fudge place on lincoln road anyway we can you know you walk by or even the pizza pizza restaurant So you walk by, there you go. So you walk by and you can smell the fudge and they blow it out of the door. They they blow the the pasta sauce out of the door so that when you're walking by, you smell it. Now, you only have to use willpower for 
a few seconds if you keep walking. But if you stop, you go in, you read the menu, you look at all that stuff. But if that smell went on for, for a mile... Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's just a matter of time, so you're going to say, okay, that's enough. I'm going right. to get a piece of pizza. However, if your mindset is very clear and you're congruent, both consciously and subconsciously, that that fudge is inconsistent with your own well-being and that kind of pizza is not good for you and you know how badly how bad you feel when you eat it or whatever it is, then you don't even need willpower. Mm-hmm. But if you're not congruent and if you have an internal conflict like we talk about, you need willpower, which usually fails. And this is why most people struggle. And this is what we do to help people resolve those issues. That's exactly right. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk to you next time. That's it. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with others who might benefit too. Follow our podcast at www.goodwinwakeupcalls.com to be notified as new episodes are released. If you have questions or topics you'd like us to address, email wakeupcalls at goodwinhypnosis.com. And visit goodwinhypnosis.com if you'd like our help to overcome a personal challenge. We'll talk to you soon.